Welcome to the Reno Storytellers Podcast. In this episode of the Reno Storytellers Project, Fred Krueger takes us through a thoughtful journey into the woods where he thought he would find a quiet night with some bears. Instead, he found a new outlook on life. Good evening. Uh, my name is Fred, and I'm a retired professional forester. Uh, when I was working, I was working for the National Forest System in the mountains of California. Uh, during those years that I worked, I've had many different encounters with a lot of different people, okay? I've worked with Senator Dianne Feinstein, congressman. I've worked with city and county councils, school districts, uh, road departments, loggers, miners, uh, Native American tribes, and any number of different types of people, individuals, or groups that wanted to recreate on the national forests. I also worked with developers that wanted to develop the public land. A lot of those encounters with these people, all of the different types of people, were very pleasant, but some were also difficult. So from those experiences, though, I learned to uh, communicate with all of these people on different levels. Just imagine working one day with a congressional staffer, very professional type of interactions, and then the next day working with a miner down in the creek panning gold. Very different levels of communication that you'd have to uh, do with those type of people. So anyway, moving forward, in 2003, I had planned a hunting and camping, camping trip out in Wyoming. And I was going to make camp someplace between Rollins and Saratoga. So I set camp on the Continental Divide in a stand of Aspen. And I knew that this would provide me with peace and quiet and solitude and shelter from the wind. The best part of this camp was that I knew from around me no one, no one was camped for miles. There was no barking dogs, no other campers, none of their generators or any other lights, no cell phones, no TVs, nothing. And I was just camped there. And it was wonderful because I knew this would give me a place for peace and quiet and solitude, like I said, and just a chance to think. So the next day while I was hunting, the wind grew really strong to the extent that the wind was erasing the tracks on the ground of the animals so I could see which way animals were moving. It was blowing that hard. But after I'd been out there three or four miles, I had seen a padded track on the ground. And I thought maybe that track was made from a bear. Now, for those of you that might not be aware of what a bear print looks like, just imagine a human walking in wet sand, barefooted. It, it resembles that. You can see the heel, the ball of the foot, and sometimes even toes. And it's truly remarkable to see how a bear track resembles that of a human foot. It's just remarkable. Anyway, later on in that day, returning to camp, I noted that the wind had subsided, but these dark storm clouds had rolled in, and they were really low-hanging, black, dark storm clouds. It was the kind of storm clouds that bring the night sooner. Believe me, it was getting dark fast. Anyway, I got back to camp at dark, and I started a large campfire, sat back and had a drink, and uh, just enjoyed life and thought about how lucky I was to be out there and chance to think and reflect. When the coals were ready, I took my uh, cast iron skillet and I put some grease in there and got that hot and I made ham and eggs for my supper. And let me tell you, it was a great supper. <laughs> so while I was eating dinner, it started to rain ever so softly. And when those raindrops would hit that hot skillet, they would skitter across that hot frying pan and then just fade away. And that made me reflect on the modern-day society and how fast people are always running around, and then they quickly fade away before they have a chance to enjoy life. 
So when, when dinner was done, I added wood to the fire and built the fire up. And as the flames rose, uh, I noted how the glow cast out into, the, into those aspen trees, quite a ways out that was casting the glow out. And again, I'm sitting there reflecting. And while I was looking, I noticed some shiny reflections in the woods that I hadn't seen before. Quickly, out of the shadows, stepped three Native American youth. These were mid-teenagers. They quietly knelt down by my fire to share its warmth. And I'm sure they were surprised, as surprised to see me as I was surprised to see them, because they weren't in a vehicle or anything. They had been walking. And I knew from those previous encounters that I had mentioned when I was working that when you get into a difficult situation, that patience and, and understanding really helps. So as we were doing the subtle glances back and forth with no words being spoken, I'm now noticing that their glances were focused on that uh, cast iron skillet on the coals. So to me, that, that signaled that they were very hungry. So I started preparing more ham and eggs for them immediately. As they sat there by the fire sharing the warmth, I again reflected while the ham and eggs was cooking. I reflected that one was, like I said, a young female, and then there was two males. The glow of the fire shined on their long black hair. It was just, just amazing, and they all had long black hair. I also noted that they had cowboy jean jackets on, and that was the shiny reflection. The, the pearl buttons was shining that I had seen in the trees. Okay, Their faces were wind-burnt and really tanned, which told me they'd been outside for some time. And then last, the older Native American youth was wearing moccasins. And that most likely explained that padded track that I had seen in the morning. Okay. So when the ham and eggs were done, I gave them each two pieces of bread and made sandwiches for them that they eagerly devoured as they sat there by the fire. And that told me they hadn't eaten that day. When the sandwiches were done, they quietly faded back into the shadows. Uh, When I gave the young lady her sandwich... She uttered the word of thanks, but that was the only words that had been spoken. So it was just amazing. Uh, I didn't know where they came from, but I noted that they headed out towards Saratoga. And you could see off in a great distance the lights from town shining off those low, dark-hanging clouds. But I've hunted in this area a number of times, and trust me when I tell you, Saratoga was at least 30, if not 35 miles away as the crow flies. That's not the up and downs through the gullies or anything like that. So that, as I sat there after they left and watched the raindrops hit that frying pan again and just quietly fade away, uh, I reflected on that encounter. And then that night, the rain turned to sleet and snow. And in the morning, everything was white and encrusted over. I mean, I had trouble opening my pickup door, okay? And that next day while hunting, I looked for their track, but none was to be found. So, but to me, that was really rewarding to know that I had given them a hot meal and that they had shared the warmth of my fire that would allow them to continue on on their journey. And to this day, whenever I'm out hunting and camping that I truly enjoy, if I ever see that, when I see a padded track, that often reminds me of my encounter encounter with the Native American youth in the wilds of Wyoming. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Reno Storytellers Project.